This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Rock, Rock, Rock and Roll Podcast. Check out this record. My name is Frank, and with me is my good buddy, Mark, and my friend for this episode. We're going to be fast and reckless coachmen. I'll explain shortly. Mark, what do you have to say, man? Hey, Frank. Oh, hey there, listener. I didn't see you standing there. Uh, I don't have anything funny to say. Uh Yeah. <laughs> that's what you want to say right yeah that's right, that's right yeah listen you could always find us on spotify apple Podcasts, amazon music Podcasts, and you can see our mugs on youtube yeah frank uh don't forget to tell the nice folks that uh, new episodes uh drop each and every friday ish or whenever we get around to doing it uh apologies for skipping you know basically all of november but life happens it sure does and if you're hearing us for the first time Hey, you're not annoyed with us <laughs> or, one of our, or one of our past reviews. Just <laughs> wait. We review records track by track. Lots of musical discussions, spotlight episodes might include some mysteries in the world. Ooh. And we just scratch the surface and we're getting yeah. warmed up, Mark, getting warmed up. That's right. Uh, OK, so you definitely want to check out our verse series where Frank and I you will do. duke it out. On behalf of two bands or albums or whatever, uh, of course, in the name of uh, total stereo domination, don't you know? <laughs> I like the don't you know. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd appreciate that. Yeah, man. And while you're checking this out, uh, while you're checking that stuff out, make sure it checks out on Instagram, Facebook group. Hopefully these episodes will leave you wanting more of our musical goodness and mark mm-hmm. well you know it's our buddy bark over here and yeah you got right. records you want us to talk about that are not you two drop a comment wherever you find us while you're at it like subscribe rate review so i say this mark if names were to be a reflection of the quality of the band or what they would sound like mm-hmm. well then for this episode we'd be really up shit's creek blues brothers style so uh-huh. what I'm telling you, Mark, to listen, the last time mm-hmm. we spoke, uh, to a band with the name of Drive Like Ji-Hu, uh, what, what are you thinking here? I, I would guess obscure 80s, 90s indie rock from a college town somewhere in the South. But honestly, that's just because of the, such a weird name. Weird. It doesn't fit into like the 60s or 70s weird name thing. And since it's kind of got that biblical reference, I'm guessing... The Bible Belt or below. That would be that's that's where the name pushed me. Right. I don't know. It, it's a, it's a definitely a, a, an odd name. So yeah. let's talk about this band. So this band and their initial run was only around for five years, which is crazy. Wow. They actually formed in San Diego in 1990, uh, and the band yeah, it's below the it is below the it is be- below. Bible Belt. It's like the butt of the Bible Belt. Under <laughs> there, the- yeah, it's because yeah, we're from Florida and everyone knows what we are. <laughs> bing bing. Yeah. The band consists of Rich Froberg, who's on vocals oh. and guitars, John Rise on lead guitar, who were both members of their previous band called Pitchfork. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we have bassist Mike Ken- Kennedy and drummer 
Mark Trombino. Uh, so they round up the classic lineup. Now there was a drummer. Uh, there was a drummer before Trombino. Uh, but yeah. some of these names, if depending on how nerdy you are in music, might sound familiar. Trombino None in particular is actually Mark. Check this out: a uh-huh. multi-platinum record producer and audio engineer. He's producing. He's producing mixed tracks for Jimmy World, Blink One Eight Two, Starting Line, Finch, Motion City Soundtrack, and All Time Low. Now let's back up to the name of the band, Mark. Sure. Here we go. In the Bible, it's a Hebrew name, right? Oh. So let's break it out for a second. So uh-huh. Jehu, Jehovah, is a military commander of Israel who was known for a pell-mell style of chariot driving. So driving ferociously is what we're talking about here, which makes oh. sense based on the sound sonically of the band, right? Now, in the 17th century, English speakers used the term Jehu as a term for like a coachman or a reckless coachman, or today we call them like reckless cab drivers. Okay. Mm. So that's kind of what we're what we're going for here. Now that I've bored everybody, right? I made everyone mm-hmm. bored. Let's get back to the band. So in 91, yeah. the band released their self-titled debut record, which is nowhere on Spotify. Son um, of a bitch. I know, man. Then the, the band signed to a major label, Interscope. Which is, which is crazy. Important yeah. to note that the other band that John Rise is in, if his name sounds familiar to those, he's in Rocket from the Crypt. Rocket from the Crypt also dates back to 1990, and they would also be signed to Interscope. So let's now fast forward four years. 1994, we have this mm-hmm. album at hand, Yank Crime, a major label record called Yank Crime. Crazy, right? Yeah. Rise, Rise was set on playing guitar with personality he, he stated that he wanted to merge himself with the instrument perfect hmm. segue mark into one of our favorite things to talk about which is genres yeah so, so this is not your classic sounding rock band or album at all in fact this album has longer and more complex songs which is a cross some cross into math rock and i guess here we go with the words now emo before it became what it became in the late 90s and 2000s right. so this album was really uh, like it was coined as a uncompromising maelstrom of technicality uh and intricate fury uh oh. lots, yeah lots of questions here right so yeah. mark my question <laughs> to you is why does this sound so mature for kids who are 26 or so at the time mm-hmm. why does this brand of rock not only encompass so many different styles and aggressive playing but also has a timeless element to it at least to me and is it because it's more uh thought through with the structure uh, there's more space and room to improvise yeah i guess if hippie jam bands were in a hardcore band is this what it would be listen i'm having a beef with this being called emo by any source but mark your thoughts on anything that i just barfed out right there yeah i'm easily confused so i'm just going to try to work through these backwards if i can <laughs> uh i don't really hear emo in this um I suppose there is a desperation in Rick Frogberg's singing, uh, but the, that lines up with the band's post-punk, post-hardcore kind of sound. I know that there are those who will like point to Rights of Spring and say, well, this is that kind of emo. It's proto, you know, what we know yes. in the 90s and 2000s. It's that, you know, oh, it was so adventurous. Like, that's just what fucking punk rock was in the 70s. Like, we're, that's why I hate the bastardization of that term. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Your next question, no, hippies are too busy listening to the same fish and like deadhead jams to know a good time when they hear it. <laughs> um, 
I think uh, if we're really trying to pinpoint what genres are being fused together here, I think it's we're listening to more of a post-punk meets jazz, uh, a predecessor to uh, the Refuse the Shape of Punk to Come. Um, while I'm sure they put a great deal of time into these arrangements, uh, they feel more focused uh, and expressive than those overly simplistic kind of hippie jams can tend to be. Right. Um, plus, Drive Like to Who clearly doesn't care about what other people think they should sound like and are pushing themselves in creative uh, new waves for the time, or new ways, excuse me, for the time. Uh, and attribute more related to jazz than any other musical style, in my opinion. Um, as for how these young dudes were able to create such a sound, you know, I think age is a social construct that we use to limit our possibilities, and I don't care to be trapped into such gimmicks. Um, I just dig that these dudes found a less cliche means of expressing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And props yeah. to them because when we were that mm -hmm. age, Mark, the bit, the sounds that we were making. Was oh, we sucked. Far different than this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's unpack this record and its original track listing nine songs, shall we? I am here for the Frankfurter. Oh, thank God. Yes. <laughs> All right. Track one. Here comes the Rome plows and just like that we have this fuzzy base to open up this hostile and and really uh vertical toll uh tune here uh i actually was under the impression that rome was in reference to the empire that would fall uh it's actually not no it's for rome georgia where armored uh, bulldozers were manufactured uh these were used to destroy forests in south vietnam and cambodia during the vietnam war um with the war-like sounds this song is giving us it all kind of makes sense there are many lyrics here uh or there aren't many lyrics here uh, but i don't think there needs to be there they're perfectly placed and more uh, importantly, Mark, they're, they're executed well. Your thoughts mm. on the Rome Plows as the first tune that we're getting here? Yeah, the ferocity of this uh, intro and the song uh, as the album uh, album's intro, excuse me, should not be played down at all. We get these sweeping bursts of energy paired with uh, perfectly timed and delivered lyrics. Clocking in at uh, just under six yeah. minutes gives the band plenty of time to explore this song about bulldozers, even if it does go on just a little too long, uh, which when put into context, uh, feels like it couldn't have been uh, about anything else. So it's a right. cool song. Yeah. 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 Track two. Do you compute? So we get, we start with a five minute song and then we go right, or a six minute song and then we go right to a seven minute track. So um, do you compute Oof. like the previous track uh, doesn't have much in the way of lyrics. Uh, it's almost a two minute intro. That sounds like a tip of the cap to uh, Fugazi. Uh, Froberg shows us that he could be subtle and with his singing one minute and then the next minute be as ferocious as ever. Lots of open fields here to explore, really demonstrate their love for being a cohesive unit. Uh, you know, sometimes I act like I don't like this in songs. And I think back to mm -hmm. our band, Mark, and we would do a lot of middle breakdowns and extended outros. Uh, so it had me thinking about those times. Uh, anyway, Mark, are you computing this track? Uh, a little bit. I'd say that the 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 tip of the hat or the, the comparisons to Fugazi may have been one of the bigger uh, hurdles for this band to cross, if not one of the biggest downfalls. Uh, don't get me wrong. If if that's what this is, it's an amazing tribute to a band like Fugazi. However, I can see why people who aren't actively listening uh, would just say something stupid like, oh, that's just another Fugazi band, um, which would sound 
which would be a ridiculous statement in itself, uh, but people love fucking Nickelback uh, and all kinds of dumb shit. So why, why wouldn't they pass on something cool just because they didn't get Fugazi? Um, <laughs> this goes on, as you might imagine for me, a, a bit longer than I'd like, but it's a pretty cool track. The minimal lyrics work uh, really for it. And it's got an amazing energy about it uh, that must be felt to be believed. Nice. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Track three, Golden Brown. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. one of the shorter songs on this record, and I, I happen to love everything about it. Nice, mm-hmm. disorderly, reckless guitars uh, with Trombino's thunderous strumming. Uh, lyrics, again, are simple. In fact, here are some of them. Uh, I got a single, and I'll guard it with my life. I'm just keeping it off the flies. Yeah, I drank from the tap. I should have left in the pipes. This is my cause and my excuse. I'll take the loss, but I'll get what I got due. Yeah, I ain't burnt, just golden brown. Um, the drinking from the tap, golden brown, Mark, is is this an excess drinking tune? I wouldn't say an excess drinking tune. As you read those lyrics, I thought maybe he was in love with the stripper, but that's oh. just me. Uh, not based solely on the lyrics, anyways. It feels more like a song about overextending ourselves uh, and being in denial about being burnt out. Um Definitely one that hit home for me. I, I agree with you. It's one of the better tracks on the album. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely like it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, track four is Luau. Ooh. Don't mind Ooh. if I do Ow. There you go. So hey. obviously a Hawaiian rooted term uh, between the words of in the songs, crimes, failures, purge, turf. I'm sure it has something to do with the exploration of the eventual estate and how it was once this and now it's kind of this tourist playground. That's at least what I got out from it. Uh, sure. Musically is what we would expect uh, from this band. Four tracks in, loud, angry, unpredictable. And even though it's nine minutes, yes, Ooh. nine minutes, for me, it didn't drag. Um, I, I think that's because of the mount math rock elements, which kept it fresh by switching it up. Uh, Mark, will you first of all, will you go with me to a luau? And then what do you think of the song? Yeah, I really would like to go to a nice luau. Oh, I think you. that would just be really nice. Uh, however, this song, uh, it did drag for me lyrically. It's a it's a cool track, but I think they're largely intended to help move the song along and make the changes flow smoothly as opposed to being about any real thing itself. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, it it drags for me. The simple lyrics don't keep me engaged across the nine minutes. Uh, And eventually it feels like the record is skipping back to the same bits over and over. (laughs) I could have used like one third of this song and been very happy with it, but it is what it is and it is too long. (laughs) There you go. Track five, Super Unison. Um, okay. What sounds like a late 80s, early 90s Saturday morning cartoon, Mark, right? Mm-hmm. Th- this yep. could be my favorite track on the album. I, I love oh. the ambition in this song and how it equally has aggressive parts in each of it. I really like the puzzling and perplexing lyrics. Again, they're so simple, but rousing to the point of emotion. Uh, hence mm. why this is, um, I, I feel some sorts of an original incarnation of, of whatever genre word you want to throw at it. Uh, Mark, what, what say you on super unison? Interesting. Yeah. That, that opening for 30 seconds of building feedback is for someone, uh, that someone isn't me, uh, for a seven and a half minutes long song, I was expecting more changes and interesting parts. Uh, but I'm hearing more and more of the band's pattern of repeating smaller parts for longer and longer stretches and when uh initially listening to the song uh, i was into it but the more i would it, it just began grading with time i can't help but feel like there's uh, a 
excuse me, can't help but feel like they're simply trying to extend the length of these songs as I don't hear much progression in the short, uh, progression in the short of leaving the bass line out for a minute, then bringing it back in uh, and then building up into a chorus. It works from time to time, but five songs in and a good half an hour at this point, uh, <laughs> my attention is is waning something fierce. There you go. There yeah. you go. Well, track six, new intro. Uh, to me, this was a welcoming instrumental. Uh, the scoffing, I guess, at the hip, hippie jam bands uh, because of their jamming nature. Maybe one could call me out on that being inaccurate. Uh, I do like jams it, uh, like this. They're, it does look jam. I do. I do. Uh, this happens to be full of fury, thought. Uh, there's a calming wrath to it and there's turbulence. So basically uh, it's just the hippie shit I don't care for. But Mark, what about you in this new <laughs> new intro? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that this is a, a jam. Jam to me is implies it jelly? that okay. uh, impromptu, uh, and this feels very structured, layered, and, and intentional to me. Uh, this feels uh, as classic of an instrumental as any of like those big heavy metal bands hmm. would put in the middle of an album to break it up. Usually you see it as like kind of the intro to a B-side or something. That's what it, the feeling I got for it. Right. Uh, it works for me in that way, at least. Um, I like that I it doesn't waste any time and just lays kind of right out uh, at your feet. We're not doing a ton of filler. We're not stretching this thing longer than it needs to be. Uh, yeah. I really dig it. Cool. Cool, 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 my friend. Next we have, sorry, where was I? Here we go. New math. <laughs> yeah, that's where you were. Thank you. So uh-huh. from, from new intro, we get new math. Uh, mm-hmm. Is math in the title because of the reflection of the genre? Uh, I don't, probably not maybe, but one thing is for sure is that that riff is really corrosive. I mean, the, the mentioning of the underwriter and a Ford makes me think it could be about financial turmoil or a sort of, you know, maybe something like that that's being sunk about mark what about you on new math you know frank i don't think that this is so much about the financial turmoil uh you heard and more about the reckless actions that led to people being in such financial troubles i believe the term new math classically refers to doing something that doesn't add up in a traditional way and excusing it away as the new way of adding thus new math uh So when he speaks of what he can afford, it's less about whether or not he has the money uh, for it, but more about what he's willing to do to get it. Um, Makes sense. Might just be me and how I'm reading it. I have no idea. Uh, This is actually probably my favorite track so far. I really dig this big building intro and the subsequent rocking out. Uh, The band's uh, repetitive nature is on full display here, but with a shorter four minute length, it doesn't feel as excessive and works more for me in its favor. There you go. Yeah. Well, track eight, human interest, a uh, very creative and imagining opening riff that it's, it's like a drill to the teeth, man. Uh, This trip to the dentist sounds something like we'd hear on, on Fugazi's first two records, Uh, (laughs) even though we're at the second to last track and these songs are pretty long. I'm still wrapped up with uh, interest with these songs. Mark, what about you on human interest? This and the previous track have done a a lot of heavy lifting in terms of keeping me interested here at the back end of the album. Uh, But I think that has more to do with my short attention span and undiagnosed ADD. Um, I like the minimalist structure here to human interest. It works to keep the songs from getting away from the the band and turning into an eight minute opus. Uh, That said, it failed to keep my attention by the end and, and I'm ready for the closer. 
Ah, all right. And here we are. Here we are. So track nine, Sanus. Uh, another Fugazi style intro, or is it a drive like Jihu intro, as I guess they're technically contemporaries? I don't know. Anywho, Sanus can Me be neither. one of two things. Uh, it's a piece of tough, fibrous tissues uh, uniting uh, muscle to the bone or the parts oh. of the structure that give it strength and bind it together. Both these definitions have the concept of unity based on the first lyric, which I don't see any unity between uh, the two people in this song here. Uh, but this is our closer. Mark, what about you? Yeah, I'm with you. I don't see any correlation between those definitions and these lyrics. Yeah. Um, I'm also struggling to sit through this, the nine minutes of this. Uh, <laughs> the intro, arguably three and a half minutes, and I, I'm fading almost to sleep before the, the lyrics have kicked in and the songs even really started. There are a few odd time changes. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't find any of those lyrics compelling, really. Um, and, and the guitar noise doodles over the chorus um, only took me further from the song so th- this one was actually i just th- the two new songs if you will uh had brought me back up and, and this guy kind of let me down here at the end <laughs> two new songs <laughs> yeah well i mean I, yeah. I have a theory and 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 it's a very limited theory that was the intro to new math and they went hey it's got to be at least nine songs and they just cut it off <laughs> I and i totally only like them be- they only like them because they're short and not, not only like them because they're short, but yeah. their length is doing a lot of lifting. As I, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, Mark, that's the record, right? Nine songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reissue has three additional tracks, uh, Hand Over Fist, uh, Bullet Train to Vegas, um, and uh, an original recording of Sanus. Um, my thoughts are, are this, on those songs. They're fun, and they sound like a notch above a, a solid demo, in my opinion. But yeah. let's talk about what happened to the band after this record. So in 95, the band quietly disbanded, and they never even announced the breakup. It was largely due to Ray's wanting to concentrate on Rocket from the Crypt, who put out three releases that year. That's a busy uh, year. Busy, busy year, man. Uh, they toured extensively. Um, Trombino became a very sought-after producer. Uh, Kennedy left music to become a chemist and Feldberg moved to NYC to become a visual arts illustrator. Uh, Ray's also plays in the band, the night marchers and Ray's and Froberg currently play in a band. I happen to like Mark hot snakes Mm -hmm. Um, now drive like Jihu. They also reunited from 2014 to 16 to play some shows. So when I think of the band, I I, I think of an experiment basically with loud ruckus or, you know, post-hardcore sounds as their backdrop. Uh, mm-hmm. Bands such as Honor Roll and Wipers, who who we've shared recently and talked yeah, about. Yeah, Wipers it. is cool, dude. Yeah, they, they've influenced them greatly. And, and I could see that their short stint causing them to not be on the radar, say, the way Fugazi or Quicksand were. And, and yeah. even though a band like Fugazi is very complex compared to the popular bands, I think Drive Like Jihu even explores further down that hole because of the length of, of the songs. Um, you know, there's so many things and entanglement being thrown with these um, antagonistic guitar sounds. It's hard to put your finger on it. And at which time, you know, publications made it hard probably for critics to, to even try to describe them. Sure. Emo, as we know, was a new term at the time. Uh, so I can't get too occupied with it as a label obviously as it doesn't equate to the sound from a career perspective uh just something used for that moment in time to me though personally where i'm at 
musically and if i had an electric guitar and four guys kind of hanging around uh to me this album rocks uh if i could start a band today today i would i wouldn't say i would be writing eight nine man songs i don't even think i know how to but i would at least want some structures that are similar there uh believe it or not for me this album is a nine out of ten mark wow man that's that's a record huh it uh, is there's there's a lot here that i really did dig uh however i did struggle with it uh, a bit but again I think that has more to do with my short attention span and a diagnosed ADD uh, than, than the content. So while I think people would uh, fall for the misconception that I would be more inclined to like these longer songs uh, in this format, as opposed to uh, longer songs of another genre, I think that's, you're missing the point there a little bit. Uh, repetition for folks like me has uh, its limits. And for these longer tracks, uh, don't keep the new ideas coming fast enough. It, it can be hard to keep me engaged. Um, thus explaining why I was drawn to the, the much shorter tracks. Uh, I really did dig the tone and sound of the band uh, and really the record itself. I feel like they were trying to push the limits of what people think they could or should sound like, which is always a good thing in my book. Uh, Yank Crime is easily twice as long as it as I would like for it to be. Um, but it's not my record and all I can do is take it for what it is. Uh, I'm giving this a 6.5 out of 10, Frank. Um, it does have some solid repay value and kind of a passive listening way. Uh, that's to say if it were on the background or if you're just driving around with it. Yeah. Um, but without any real lyrical depth, uh, that I really crave a lot in bands like this, um, making active listening, far less enjoyable for me. Um, so I'm not picking this one up uh, if I found it in a record store, but I'll tell you what, I would have absolutely loved to have seen this band live. I bet yeah. that would have been really interesting, especially to see more of that uh, th that jamming, right? A little bit more of that impromptu improvisation, especially in a scene like this. Uh, yeah. Really interesting. I think they would have been phenomenal to see live. Absolutely. And great hey, listen. Listen, six out of five or six point five out of ten is still a solid score. So, yeah. Um, I, hey, look, I, it's as long as you're over a four for me, you should be happy. <laughs> <laughs> and if people, I guess, if people um, can't keep the attention long enough for for these nine and eight minute songs, give Hot Snakes a try. Their songs are like two, three minute long songs. They have a yeah. couple couple that are longer, but they may be more up your alley with a similar sound. Obviously, same you know, a couple members that are in the band. So, yeah, no, it, it's been really interesting kind of looking at drive like Yahoo and then the, the offshoots, like hot yeah. and some of the different things and seeing how diverse their sound really the rocket is. from the crypt is completely different band. Absolutely. And it's just like, wow, it's, it's so interesting that they all share that same common point. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. interesting. Well, Mark, why don't you unveil to us the next episode? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as we like to do, uh, I have four topics for Frank to pick from. Number two. Pick a topic. I will I will read him a question. Um, and then uh, whether or not he answers it, that's the record we're listening to. So you're ready for this is uh, category number one, Frank. I'm ready for the category number one, Frank. Critically acclaimed everywhere but here. That is, uh, of course, the United States of America because we suck. Mm. Two, okay. metal we don't listen to. Oh, 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 Three, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I told you, you would want it. You're going to want to pick that. 
but you're going to be a real son of a bitch if you do. Anyways, oh. I mean, I put it on the list, so it's my own fault. Number three, Chicago, oh. punk, Chicago punk trios. <laughs> okay. Number four, Memphis trios. Don't do it. I mean, you can. It's up to you. Don't do it. Um, I feel like I'm making you do it when I do that. I don't know. Look, this is this is not. If I, I'm, I usually don't like doing I'm, this. I'm not doing three because three is. I can tell you, it's the Lawrence Arms, right? Oh, it's not. No. Uh, well, it's not Alkaline Trio. No. All right. It's like there's more than two trios from Chicago. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Four was the Memphis. Memphis trios, yeah. Which number one was the critically anywhere. acclaimed anywhere but here. And then two is going to be metal. We don't listen to. I but you're telling, I think you want me to pick two, don't you? I kind of do because you're going to hate it. I mean, but like, I also don't want you to have to listen to a record. You're going to hate. I don't know that you're going to hate it. You'll be like, Oh, okay. I get it. But and something, and it's something you like number two. It's something I'm fascinated by. Mm. I'll, I can't tell you the joke about it unless you pick it. All right, number two, man. Let's do it. Fuck. Okay. All right. This band can con- <laughs> this band can be described by these five letters. Okay. N Y G M Q. N Y G M Q. N Y G. Uh huh. M. Wait. N Y G M Q. Yep. What's well, New York, right? Yep. Yep. God. I'm so smart. I can only figure out the, the first two letters. In New uh-huh. York. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, it's like, right. Is it some writer or something? Doom. No. no, it's not Doom Riders. We did Doom Riders. No, no, we already did Doom Riders. Yep. Yep. They were from Massachusetts. Uh, they were from Massachusetts. Got, you got a big chunk of clue here with New York. It's a, it's a New York metal band. I mean, it's a kind of metal. It's a kind oh god. Um can, can I get a little bit more dates? Like kind of like what time frame are we talking about here? Early 90s. Early 90s. Early 90s New York kind of metal band. Lead singer is now dead. Lead singer is dead? Yeah. He died? He died. He done did died. He done to died. I don't know if that helps you at all. I imagine it doesn't. Is it mad? People ball? are dying all the time. No, mad. it's not mad ball. Get out of here. That'd is be it, fun. Th- yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> wait a minute, but you you like mad ball though. And the singer's not, and the singer's not dead, is he? I don't think so. All right. All right, I give up, Mark. What is it? So NYGMQ stands for New York Goth Metal Quartet. We are, of course, talking about... I'm going to tell you the joke first. Um, Well, the band is typo negative. And the joke (laughs) is, there are two kinds of people who like typo negative. People who want to fuck Peter Steele and Peter Steele. Oh. So we're going to do... So this is... It's actually a genre I think is really fascinating. Uh, Goth metal. We're doing October Rust. So it's all going to be very, like, overly romantic but dark. Okay. Goth metal. Okay. So, All right. Almost almost industrial, but it's not. You know, outside of name, I, I have 
really no knowledge yeah. really of typo that, negative. So that's the weird thing about them. This is a band that if you've listened to rock music in the last 25 years, you've heard of them. Absolutely. But most people haven't heard them. And that's where I was. And I was asking around like, Hey, what, what typo negative should I, where, where should I start? And people just kept coming back to October rust. Um, this is going to be interesting. It's a, it's a, it's a goth metal record. Looking at so, it here. Here we go. It's the fourth record. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. There's a couple of different releases, so we'll have to find. Remember, folks, we're just doing the classic original release. Is it this one that's 72 minutes? I don't think so. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, it's not nearly that. It's not like a, an obnoxious drive like Jehud record that's just going to go on and on for days. Right, right. <laughs> they, they, do a, they do a Neil Young cover on here? I believe so. Cinnamon Girl? Listen, listen, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm actually glad I picked that one. I think it's going to be interesting. This isn't, it's a genre neither one of us is really familiar with. Not at all. Would they have been on OzFest when we went back in the day? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Type O, definitely. Yeah. All all of the girls, uh, five foot five and under with big boobs, super into this band. Really? Okay. And some bigger girls too, but all of the ones smaller, definitely. So if you're five, seven though, that's not. It's it's questionable. Okay, but it's five, question- six, and under, and you're definitely into typo negative if you like heavy metal. Really? Oh yeah. All right. Hey, listen. Yeah. I'm five ten, so let's do it. <laughs> it could go either way. <laughs> go either way. I am glad I picked it. I have to be. I'm kind of glad you picked it too. I I had some other fun stuff, but uh, I can tell I'm you wanted to talk, to this. and I know you wanted to talk about it. I know you did. I mean, I kind of do, but I kind of don't. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Hey, man. We're that's what we're gonna do. It's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be fun. I'm I'm stoked. So thank you everyone for joining. Please remember to like, uh, subscribe, rate, review, uh, and more importantly, be safe out there. Yeah. Hey, you made it to the end of the episode, and Woo-wee! there's nothing more Frank and I can ask than you know a like, a subscribe, and a review. What is so hard about that? Oh my god, people. Come on, man. Anyways, if you'd say it with me now. Oh my my. Oh, hell yes. Oh, bye-bye. Recording has ended. Ugh.